What is Black Friday anyway? So, well, people know. Battery seventy percent. That's that's where you have to get a new battery. I mean, yeah. Well, no, Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, so we're still in the uh, in the Thanksgiving, or I mean the November poems of David Smith, New York City, and the Wix blog. Uh, author reading from the Wix blog, David Smith, 208. Uh, oh, okay. So what about Black Friday? Well, uh, well, what happened? Well, were you harried or feeling strained or demanded? Or were you hairy? <laughs> harried, uh, carry out. Uh, oh. Well, well, Usually you celebrate the holidays of Thanksgiving, so you're recovering. You're recovering from eating too much. Oh, oh, did you eat too much during... Uh, did you typically gain a few pounds after Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, that's a good question, yeah. But I don't know what Black Friday's about, because I don't know what to do right now. But you say in your poetry, if you don't know what to do, you should just meditate. Well, I could also just podcast and read my own poems from the past. Okay. That sounds good. Let's read one. Black Friday. Poem. You can do an experiment of great beauty. You can imitate Buddha. You can sit cross-legged and focus at a point inside your brain. You can do it first thing in the morning. Do you podcast first thing in the morning or did you meditate? Yeah, I did meditate. Oh, so you're following up with podcasting your poetry. Did you write any new poetry? Yeah, I worked on a new poem. You can do it first thing in the morning. What's that? Write the poem, meditate, or podcast. All three. You can extend the time if it rains. Oh, oh! if it rains, you're going to extend uh, what? Your meditation or the poem, the poetry writing, or the podcast? Or, or are you going to do the laundry or what? You can extend the time if it rains. Each time you sit, it could be like forever. Wow, if you sit that long, it's gonna be like you were like Swami Shiv Dayal Singh or Swami Ji or somebody. He, he practically sat forever, but not really. Eventually you go to the bathroom. Yeah, I, I, um, I sit until I go to the bathroom. You might find a spot in your head that serves as a portal. You can turn the sound current into a thunderous roar, but first, your Simon Dicker should dominate and be great.
Oh. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Your Simran should dominate and be great. Uh You can turn the song current into a thunderous roar, but first your Simran or Dicker, D-H-I-K-R, if you're a Muslim, you might want to do Dicker instead of Simran. Okay. Should dominate and be great. It is more important than the family even on the holiday. Oh, this is more important than the family even. Yeah, certainly, if you're a devotee of God, it's more important, more important than the family, even on the holiday, yeah. Even in the morning of Black Friday. It's more important than going shopping on Black Friday. On Black Friday, you can begin in the dark, even if it is cold. All right, so could might have been cold, but you can dress just dress well and cover your head. Okay, all right. So you you should take warm clothing, and uh, all you have to do is get up out of bed and put on long underwear and stuff. <laughs> dress warm, and then you can sit like Buddha in the dark. What's so fun about that? I would rather go shopping on Black Friday. No, I don't see how you could like that. It's so crowded with people. and I actually don't have much experience with it. So why are you writing about something you don't know anything about? Well... You claimed in your poetry you wrote from the experiences you have and that they were absolutely true and they occurred. Well, well, uh, well, okay. All right. I start with no coffee and get some at the first break. Oh, if it's extremely early, uh, Oh, I see what you did. Sometimes if it's extremely early, you start with no coffee and then meditate and then and then you break and make coffee and take it down to ya ya and give her some and then you meditate again. Okay. Since you ate at two PM the day prior, your stomach should be empty. Yeah, you were just thinking about your um Eating once a day, and what time is that going to be? 2 p.m.? <laughs> yeah. Eat. Who eats once a day, though? It's only those cardiologists. A cardiologist does? Well, they happen to know what it's like to have your, your heart all clogged up. Also, most cardiologists eat once a day. A lot of them, they've learned. Uh, they, they, a lot of them know the truth. Uh, so, just by the re- heavy repetition of the seeing the truth. Uh, okay. Since you ate at two p.m. the day prior, your stomach should be empty. My situation is like every man. Also, your situation in life. It's just like everyone else. 
Mm. Is that with pers- respect to Black Friday, uh, with respect to the eating or the dark or, <laughs> or what? The location of the truth in my brain is exactly the same. Oh. So you're saying the location of the truth in your brain is exactly the same as the location for other people. Yeah. The location of the truth in the brain, in my brain, is exactly the same. I just have to sit still and not complain. Yeah, you still have a huge amount of complaining thoughts. So where is it? What is that? Why does people complain all the time? That's, well, thinking is the same thing as, human thinking is just complaining. Oh, I see. So when you sit still, you stop thinking. Yeah. (laughs) I just have to sit still and not complain. When you play pool or archery, you just use dead reckoning. Oh, yeah, one has to do dead reckoning. If you're playing pool or billiards, you that's like dead reckoning. You have to aim, after all, and in archery, of course. Did you do archery? Yeah, I have a photo. There's a lot of photos in this poem uh, posted on the blog. It has, like, uh, Tavy playing archery. But he's not going to be shooting at deer or anything. He's just doing target practice. And it shows some delicious desserts, uh, probably. It could either be be leftovers or or on Thanksgiving. Delicious, though. Anything with raspberries is delicious. And, and, uh, of course, with... uh, what is that? It looks like whipped cream with raspberries. Oh my goodness. That's too good to be true. Did you eat that? Why don't you admit to eating it? You've got it here. I bet you ate it. Yeah, I did eat it. Oh, so you eat like a... You eat like a pig on Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, that was the problem and, and why I had to write a poem. Oh, I see. Do you have the Science of Sin book to help figure out what happened? (laughs) Yeah. All right. You can goose up your head with remembrance and pretend you are dead. Oh, did you have goose? Oh, well, the meat eaters. I don't know if they had goose and why you said goose. It wasn't replaced, was it, uh, the turkey? Uh, I don't know why you said goose. You can goose up your head with remembrance and pretend you are dead. Yeah, I think meditation is really just pretending like you're a pretender. You're like a kid who plays dead. You can imagine you have already won the lottery and are now just trying to pursue spirituality. Oh, so uh, with respect to money, you can imagine. You didn't say win the lottery. You said 
You can imagine you have already won the lottery and are now just trying to pursue spirituality. Also, you could pretend like you're, let's say, Bill Gates or something. Then you could, you could say, what shall I do now? Then you could just say you're taking up spirituality. Well, you you have a book here posted. It says Spirituality, a very short introduction by a Philip Sheldrake. Sheldrake, Sheldrake. Yeah. Yeah, they have these things, the books, the very short introduction. This one is to uh, spirituality. Have you had, are you doing a sh- very short introduction to spirituality in this podcast? Yeah, it's, it's fair, fairly short at under an hour. Okay. All right. So that's what you're doing, an introduction to spirituality. Well, my situation is like every man. But I have goosed up my head with remembrance and pretend that I'm dead. Uh, You can imagine you have already won the lottery and are now just trying to pursue spirituality in a very short introduction. Uh, This Thanksgiving, I wanted to be like a Puritan and ate no meat and drank no booze. Well, yeah. That's kind of expected with somebody at your advanced level. Are you extremely advanced? I thought you had been on the path a long time. I mean, you should be more than just a Puritan. Yeah, you should be pure instead of wanting to be like a Puritan. Yeah, you've been on the path so long, you should already be a saint, so... Yeah, weren't you initiated like when you were 20 or something? So why are you bragging that you did not eat meat and drank no booze? That's, I mean, that is ridiculous. And that's all you can claim? Your claim to fame? Yeah, that's it. That's all I have. That's all I accomplished. Oh, that's, okay. Wait, you were like a Puritan, I guess. Well, I was, my family historically would descend from uh, Puritans coming, coming to New England. Uh, uh, Samuel Smith, he came to, to uh, landed his ship on the, the ship Elizabeth in uh, 1634. He arrived in, at Boston Harbor. Yeah, okay. So you, in a way, are a Puritan. Yes, and then after they were in Boston area, they moved to, uh, they ended up uh, uh, in Hadley, Massachusetts. There's tombstones there. Oh, is that near? Is that fairly close to Emily Dickinson? Yeah, I have... uh, I've, I've tracked down relatives, like one of them was uh, a friend of Emily Dickinson, a Smith. Oh, really? 
Yeah, she was friends with Emily Dickinson. Oh, and the guy who did the, the, the dictionary, Daniel Webster. Oh, and you're related to the Websters, too, Daniel Webster. Oh, so this is why you're interested in words and books. Yeah, because I'm descended from Daniel Webster, and uh, my ancestor was uh, a friend to Emily Dickinson. Oh, I see. Did you go up to Amherst to check out Emily's house? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> okay. So you wanted to be like a Puritan and ate no meat and drank no booze. I wanted to drink a liquor never brewed. Did you drink a liquor never brewed? Though I like to eat a lot of raspberries. Yeah, wow. Why don't you just eat berries then? Uh, you said you could put uh, blackberries in the freezer and eat them like popsicles when cold in the summer. And then somebody said it could be hard on your teeth. <laughs> yeah, as long as I am not harried. Yeah, I don't want to be harried. Harried. The days pass without sin. As long as I'm not harried. Harried means if I'm not hassled. Yeah, I don't sin unless I'm harried. What's harried mean? Harassed, persistently harassed. Oh, persistently carry out attacks. Well, if I'm not attacked. If I'm not having demands persistently made on me. Harried reporters. Mm, yeah, I'm not harried. Huh? Yeah, but I thought that you could be. Life is about being harried. Huh? Oh. Why don't you protect yourself from being harried? Huh? How do you do that? Huh? As long as I am not harried, the days pass without sin. Yeah, it sounds like you're br- blaming others for your sin if you were harried. I can always begin again. Yeah, after I sin, I just, I can always begin again. When it is your chance to be helpful, you should not pass like you are playing gin. Yeah, I, I'm afraid of uh, when, when I see an opportunity to be helpful, I try not to, to pass on it and try to be helpful. Are you being helpful today? Yeah, actually, um, I have to take uh, somebody to uh, the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles uh, test site. So I'm helping. I am helping somebody. And did you help somebody yesterday? Yeah, I did. I gave them a gift. I took the car. You used your car? But I thought you hated cars. Yeah, I used the car to to take something to somebody for free at the church. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gave the washing machine to somebody as a giveaway. When is it? When it is because a minimalist doesn't really have one in the house. When it is your chance to be helpful, you should not pass like you are playing gin. Actually, there was some some uh, place in um, 
I don't know the reference, but it said, uh, if you have the chance to help somebody, you don't have to have a reason to. Oh, okay, so you have no reason to help this person. There's no reason why you have to. But you help a person with no reason to. Yeah. That's the way it's easier to easier to justify being helpful to others because there's virtually no reason to be helpful. I try to not eat too much because I want to be slim. Yeah, well, you, you talk about this stuff after you ate that dessert <laughs> with the, uh, did it have, um, what was that stuff? Uh, it was whipped cream, I think. Huh? My chief specialty is meditation all the time, which is good for the brain and you will never be the same. Okay, that's, well, that's your specialty, despite your being harried by others and stuff. Yeah, my chief specialty is meditation all the time, which is good for the brain and you will never be the same. My blog is my letter to the world that does not write back. Oh, you stole that from Emily Dickinson. In other words, your poems, her poems were letters to the world that did not write back. And in the same way, you being, being, uh, thinking that you're, your ancestor was a friend, Emily Dickens, say that my block is my letter to the world that does not write back. Though my penetration is small, it is still happening. Now that I am on pension, the only place I can afford is in the countryside in India. Oh my God. Are you going to retire into the countryside in India? Oh my God, you'll be away from the city and uh, they may not have power at times. It goes off quite frequently and uh, how could you do that? It'd be so far from culture and, and the bookstore and the library. I don't know if that's going to happen. I will have to learn Hindi. I can't afford the city. It is strange to be an advanced meditator because the first thing you do is play dead. Life as you normally know it is over with once you discover gold. God's sound current is like a thunderous applause. There is no need for man's recognition. Your narcissism could drop to zero. I just like to make my own decisions. If you sit still inside your brain, you could realize the sublime in no time, and everything would begin to rhyme all the time. Ah. All the time. Wow. So everything has begun to rhyme for you all the time. Why don't you just speak and rhyme and just write poetry all the time? Oh, okay. I, maybe I will. Instead of go. Okay.
Instead, uh, are you going to go shopping on Black Friday? And why is this so black? It says December poem, November 23rd, 2018, Black Friday, after Thanksgiving, South Salem. And it has, oh, you have Emily Dickinson, naturally. Okay, read a poem then. Poem. It says, poem 1362, Over there, peculiar of light, I keep one ray to clarify the sight to seek them by. I taste a liquor never brewed. Emily Dickinson, 214. I taste a liquor never brewed from tankards scooped in pearl, not all the Frankfurt Berries yield such an alcohol. Inebriant of air am I, and debauchee of dew, reeling through endless summer days. From inns of molten blue, when landlords turn the drunken bee out of the foxglove store, when butterflies renounce their drams, I shall but drink the more. Till seraphs swing their snowy hats and saints to windows run to see the little tippler leaning against the sun. Hmm. And uh, also, and with what body do they come? Then they do come rejoice. What door, what hour? Run, run, my soul. Illuminate the house. Body, then real, a face and eyes to know that it is them. Paul knew the man that I knew the news. He passed through Bethlehem by Emily Dickinson. Hashtag Black Friday, hashtag pool, hashtag archery, hashtag raspberries, hashtag narcissism, hashtag Thanksgiving 2018, hashtag Emily Dickinson, and hashtag liquor never brewed. Wow. Did you drink liquor never brewed on Black Friday? Hmm. Oh, so that's that explains maybe why you write poetry. Since you're drinking that liquor never brewed and your and your family lived near Amherst and Hadley. Yeah. Massachusetts, you could have been poetic uh, in your genes or something. Or, and you're with the words from Daniel Webster. Uh, yeah, well, you must have had a dictionary in your genetic code. Yeah, but you're not that good in literary literary skills or nothing. But, but well, that's not as important as drinking the liquor never brewed. Oh, is that similar to not drinking booze? Yeah. Where do you get that liquor never brewed? You have to drill into heaven or something. <laughs> yeah, you have to drill silently for heaven. Oh. Oh, where'd you get that phrase, drilling silently for heaven? Oh. Hmm. Well, let's find out. Now, oh. this poem, I don't even know if you wrote a poem on Thanksgiving. It's not very thankful. Well, 
What do you expect me to do if I'm eating on Thanksgiving? All right. Uh, this poem is November 21st, 2018. It says, drill silently for heaven. Poem, being empty, then sitting still, and saying Simran. That is basically all you have to do. Oh, so there's no need to listen to this po- podcast or to read your poems on your blog or anything like that. No, there isn't any. Being empty, then sitting still and saying Simran. That is basically all you have to do. Sounds very simple and easy, but there is some skill to it, and perhaps more to it. What you do in your off time matters. Yeah, that's what I deal with in my poetry, is what you're doing with your off time. Okay, so in your off time from meditation, you can listen to this podcast. Okay. You should use your brain to optimize your action. Oh, so there's a use for the brain. Is that like um is that like a right understanding in Buddhism or something where you read all these scriptures and figure out how to optimize your action? You should use your brain to optimize your action. What you eat should be just right before becoming empty. Hmm. When you sit still, it should be as still as a dead tree stump. Also, when you say dead tree stump, you're just saying that the person should be sitting as still in meditation as a dead tree stump. Scientists now are saying reduction of sin is good for socialization. But what about contemplation and transcending? If you can only handle up to 150 friends, maybe you should move to the village. The fourth step in the ladder, like John Climacus, is sound current, but it just arrives of itself. How could it be a step that you take? Hmm. Yeah, how could it be... uh... Yeah, you say, how do you take a step and take the step of listening to the sound current or the music of the spheres when, and when it just arrives of itself? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So you do a type of meditation where you don't take the step, but it arrives of itself. The fourth step in the ladder Oh, yeah, the latter, John Climacus is a Greek mystic. Uh, a good one, actually. Climacus. C-L-I-M-A-C-U-S. The fourth step in the ladder, like John Climacus, is the sound current. But it just arrives of itself. How can it be a step that you take? It has no rung, but it, it just rings. Oh, there's no rung on the ladder? Well, you wouldn't have like a like a ladder like that when something is just ringing, so. And, oh, you were drilling in silently for heaven. Oh, you need the sound current. Oh. 
to drill, I guess. In the center of the brain is some sort of hallway. It just needs decluttering. Oh. So decluttering, you mean like you empty out all the thoughts uh, occurring in your head. (laughs) You can give up thoughts and replace them with mantras. It might unlock the energy. You can pray for the grace to become devoted. Otherwise, it just might be mechanical. Oh. Oh, you you don't think it should be mechanical. You can pray for the grace to become devoted. Otherwise, it just might be mechanical. Now it seems it is getting very religious. Yeah, this is like very religious stuff. Like... That's uh, a lot of people don't like religion. <laughs> they say quasars regulate black holes. Uh, it is almost like God is out there. Yeah, you. It seems like uh, outer space. Uh, if you look at outer space, it starts looking like. God is out there. They say quasars regulate black holes. It is almost like God is out there. It seems you can pick up a few crumbs or perhaps start crumbing. You could use metaphors. Just does thinking you are a poet make you one? Wow, I don't know. I haven't thought... uh, I don't know if I'm a poet even... Or do I, if I think I'm a poet, does that make me one? Well, you say that you're a poet and you are, and you are, uh, what were you doing? Stealing from Moana Rumi? Or then you're making claims that your relative is descended and lived close to, is a friend of Emily Dickinson, and you're making lots of claims, so... So does thinking you are a poet make you one? If you don't transform yourself into light, how can you write? Yeah, I'm against uh, non. I'm a. Uh, I really prefer mystic poetry and ordinary poem or poetry. I don't like it that much. Uh, I think the poet should transform himself into light prior to the writing of poetry. If you don't transform your light into yourself into light how can you write it works better if you go up to the single eye point Uh, when you are not up there you are just dull and dry yeah when I'm not up there in my third eye everything uh, about me is dull and dry yeah so if this poetry is dull and dry, then I must not have been up there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, so you could argue that I'm not a poet, and this stuff is dull and dry. When you are not up there, you are just dull and dry. I, a good, firm posture in meditation, feels almost better than the gym. (laughs) You have to wonder how many times better meditation is than physical workout at least 10 times. Yeah. 
It is like you work out your astral and causal body. You would think scientists would measure it instead of the distance to a quasar. Yeah, why, um, why haven't scientists measured, uh, measured meditation instead of a distance to a quasar? If my program had a name, I would probably call it such kind now. It is where you go all the way up today instead of waiting until tomorrow. It is like you were in Swami Bhag, building a temple, even though it might take as long. Oh, whoa. Swami Bhag is a temple under construction in, near uh, Swami Bhag or Agra, Agra, India. Swami Bhag is a temple to Swami Shivdayal Singh. At least it is the bet proper mindset. You can set up insanely transcendental hours and try to act normal thereafter. Yeah, you can try to be normal. After you've set up insanely transcendental hours. After, hi. Oh, thank you. I'll try to act normal. <laughs> Thanks for the chocolate. I'm oh, very caliente. Thank you. Yeah, when I'm read podcasting this poetry and I receive something like chocolate from I then try to act normal. Yeah. Well you're not very normal and no, neither is this poetry and neither is this podcast. No. But do you try to be normal thereafter? Yeah, I do try to be like I go to play tennis or something. I try to act normal. But you really aren't normal. No. You can set up insanely transcendental hours and try to act normal thereafter. So you're, you're sort of like getting up and meditating. What time did you start today? I started at 4 a.m. And you meditated. And, and then, but your friends uh, on the tennis court, <laughs> some of them don't get up till like 10 in the morning or something. So how could you act, appear to be normal when you're so weird? on the tennis court. Well, I try to act normal thereafter. And I don't, I don't actually, uh, I have said that I meditate, um, but I, I don't, um, they have no idea the, what the difference in our hours, no. Typical is 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. That is only one quarter of your time dedicated to the plan. Some people get up that early to take the Spirit Airlines, so it must be easy. Yeah, getting up that early must be easy. Because some people get up to take the Spirit Airlines. Well, the Spirit Airlines is that super discounted airlines, and they have the cheapest flight is at 6 a.m., so to get to the airport and get through security and all those things, you have to get up like 3 a.m. 
Typical is 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. That is only one quarter of your time dedicated to the plan. Some people get up that early to take the Spirit Airlines, so it must be easy. If you train your knees, you can develop your brain. You can fix your attention. Just having one mystical experience and then getting excited is just for children. When you become a professional, you systematize it. The goal is for it to be consistent every day. Your third eye lights up when it sees your knees in place. Old monastics give up plastic and listen to a hymn in their brain. You just listen to God's playlist. To some it is just rumbling. This poem is not going to die with the internet. It is going to be printed instead. Oh, wow. Are you going to, you claim that you're going to download your blog to a printed book? Yeah. One way to reduce your distractions is to read a book instead. You can underline and write in the edges. You can pretend you are an old man and get your death over with. Uh, Properly done Simran is like throwing coal in the fire. You create a great fire. Then it starts to rain inside your brain. You try to see who can be dead the most. When I become the representative, I ask that you sit still and not complain. That which I write about is always the same. Yeah, like if you heard one of my poems, uh, read one of my poems, all the rest are exactly the same. So there's no need for you to read more than one of my poems. Okay. My head buzzes when I am feeding. Drawing for treasure is something you can, you do when you sit still inside your head. You can meet with the masters before there is a disaster. Just a small increase in sunspots, and the price of natural gas goes way up. Instead of seeing a black swan, you can become a white one. The things I talk about occur on the transcendental plane and puts love into your veins. It is sort of like becoming Darshan Singh. DS Poem, November 21, 2018. It has uh, Davy sitting in meditation with the science of sin, and it has... It has a quote from Darshan Singh. It says, if we want our meditation to be regular and fruitful at the same time, then there is only one way. Master the art of forgetting the world when we settle down on our prayer mat. Then it has a a dead tree stump. And it has a, okay. Wow. How much uh, poetry you have of, Emily Dickinson, huh? Oh, I have some here. I'll read it then. Okay. Yeah, I have Emily Dickinson uh, because she's featured in this time period. Emily says, The farthest thunder that I heard was nearer than the sky and rumbles still through torrid noons have lain their missiles by. The lightning that preceded it struck no one but myself. But I would not exchange the bolt for all the rest of life. Indebtedness to oxygen the happy may repay 
but not the obligation to electricity. It founds the homes and decks the days, and every clamor bright is but the gleam concomitant of that wailing light. The thought is quiet as a flake. A crash without a sound, how life's reverberation, its explanation found. Uh, Emily Dickinson. And more Emily Dickinson. Crumbling is not an instant's act, a fundamental pause. Dilapidations, processes are organized, decays. Tis first a cobweb on the soul, a cuticle of dust, a blur in the axis, an elemental rust. Ruin is formal, devil's work, consequent, consecutive, and slow. Fail in an instant, no man did slipping his cut crashes. Law. To help our bleaker parts, salubrious hours are given, which, if they do not fit for earth, drill silently for heaven. Hashtag. Dicker, hashtag science of sin, hashtag music of the spheres, hashtag Sajkhand, hashtag Amrit Vela, hashtag spirit airlines, hashtag black swan, hashtag Darshan Singh. Oh. So it's through sort of like becoming Darshan Singh to drill silently for heaven.